the volume. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, And I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Monday, July 19th, and we've got an awesome finals game to talk about. We're talking about Space Jam. We're talking about Loki, talking about all kinds of fun stuff. As always, Jenkins and Jones is brought to you by my good friends, Jethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? And Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How we doing? <laughs> I'm Cardi B, a.k.a. Mike. <laughs> Um, let's just kick it off, man. The Bucks are up three, two. What an awesome, awesome game five. That was, um, how are you guys? I just want this series to go seven. That's my overwhelming emotion right now. How'd you guys feel about the game? Tyler? Um, I'm not sure if it's going to go seven. You know, it's, it's, it kind of goes back to what I said about game one where, you know, Phoenix had like a fucking 15 point lead the whole game, but it never really felt like you know, like their foot was really on Milwaukee's neck. And we had the same shit, you know, um, last game where, where, where they ended the, the first quarter, you know, um, um, being up on the Bucks by like 15. Then the Bucks had a fucking 43-point second quarter. Right? We, right? we saw like a fucking 25-point swing where, where the Bucks, you know, went from being down 15 to being up 10. And 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 just that that motherfucking play from Drew to fucking uh, Giannis, bro. That one play is exactly why you brought Drew on board. If, if Drew's defense won them a road finals game, you know what I'm saying? Like that one play right there is totally worth the whole Drew experience. And Drew had a great game too. But but that that motherfucking play, like, and let's let's talk. Let's give it up for Giannis, bro. Back to back games where he had to decide and play that ridiculous block on eight and then that ridiculous mm-hmm. hoop that he caught. That boy is hooping, man. Hooping, hooping. The weed told me that the last 30 seconds of the game were going to decide the series. <laughs> and I believe that. I believe, I we think, be like, I think, you know, hey. <laughs> I, right, the, the, the weed don't be lying, dog. The weed the be weed telling the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, dog, I think they snatched the heart out of fucking... I mean, dude, uh, Booker had, what, 40 last night. Yeah, 40. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
Aiden yeah. had 20. Back-to-back 40 burgers. You know, back-to-back mm-hmm. 40 burgers. Only person do that in the finals and lose both games, nigga. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul had 20 and, like, 11. We're just used to Chris Paul giving, like, like we, we can't expect Chris Paul to go 36 and fucking 15 every night with zero turnovers. That's abnormal. This was a Chris Paul game. Aiden had an Aiden game. And they got beat. You know what I mean? What what, what do you what do you like? What are you thinking? I mean, I I think I want to talk about the I want to talk about the dunk for like ten minutes. So I'm trying to decide: should we talk about the dunk or should I say I thought Chris Paul was ass for much of the game? I don't think he was ass. I mean, (laughs) I think the thing is, I think the thing is, if if the Bucks are the Bucks and the Suns are the Suns, the Bucks are just better. If Drew Holiday is playing like that, there's no way the Suns have a fucking chance of winning. You know what I mean? Like what Drew like. It's just, I don't see who else is going to step up. I think, and we have been a very pro making fun of Coach Bud podcast, but I think the Bucks sold out early on rattling Chris Paul, picking him up fucking 80 feet from the basket, had some dumb fouls even, you know, running really aggressively at him. Frustrated, yeah. But I think it's exactly what Tyler said after game four. They're knowing if Chris Paul does not have a great game, then DeAndre Ayton cannot have a great game and the Suns can't beat them if DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker don't go off. You know what I mean? And, and, that's, and that's the thing. We want DeAndre And I know CP3, I, we, Chris, he had, I think they listed him with one turnover. He had like five turnovers though. Do you know what I mean? He had five like really Not the brutal best basketball decisions. A bad a bad pass that deflected yeah. off someone went out of bounds. You know what I mean? Just not in control. And I think we always talk about when he is at his best, which he was through the Western Conference Finals when we were talking about the Suns fans are going to want to elect him the mayor or whatever. He was in control of everything. And you just don't feel that way since they've been just throwing Drew and <laughs> he, was, he was having like 16 point fourth quarters and shit. Like that's not Chris Paul's game. You know what I mean? He was playing non Chris Paul basketball. This is the best ball we'd ever seen Chris Paul play at 36. Now he has Drew Holiday on him <laughs> and he got 20 and fucking 11 with one turnover. That's a good game. You know, if you need eight in the fucking go twenty, and you don't 20, feel like he had a good game, though. No, I, mean, I don't think I don't think he had a dominant game. I think he had a good game. I mean, it wasn't dominant, but it was a decent game. Like, look at Chris Paul's stats. He probably is like sixteen and eight throughout the year. That's why it was ridiculous. People were saying he was a MVP candidate to me. Right. I mean, this is a Chris Paul game. Eight and played an eight and game. Booker went off. You know what I'm saying? And they like they're just not good enough to play when everybody on the Bucks play team is, is playing good basketball. If Drew Holiday shows up, it's a wrap. I think if we look at stats where Drew Holiday's play good games, they probably haven't lost. What do you what do you shows up? What do you what do you think, Tyler, about because I think that's the key for game six, right? I mean like if if Book's gonna give him 40, they have to win, which means it's gonna be on Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden. What do you think of how CP3 played and what what the ceiling is, I guess, for the next game, Tyler? Yeah, I mean I you would think if Okay, if, if we said, you know, Chris Paul's going to have a 20 and 11 game, but it's going to have a 40 point game, you would think Phoenix wins that game, right? If, if we told easily you that beforehand, too. you know, easily, right? You would think they win it by like 15, probably. You think they scored 37 in the first quarter? And like, <laughs> yeah, but that, that, like, look, that second quarter, that 43 point quarter they gave up, bro, that was the backbreaker. And Giannis only had like three points that quarter. Like everyone on the Bucks was eating that quarter, bro. Yeah. I, it was like, um, I love track and field and it was like the, to me, the most exciting thing in sports is a a four by 400 relay. And it's like watching a great quarter miler just walk down someone's lead. You know what I mean? It was Mm -hmm. just like, Oh, you scored 37 in the first completely unconcerned about it. Like we're going to eat the lead up five minutes into the second quarter. It was just like, you just don't, I mean, frankly, even that's what's been so fun about this series you just don't usually see it, especially on the road in the finals for a team to be that unfazed. You know what I mean? Like this is game five, like this is practically a championship game. And they were just like, okay, cool. We're going to do the same thing. <laughs> um, if they're right. expecting 36 out of Chris Paul and we're, if we're expecting 36 out of Chris Paul and another 20, 20 game from Aiden, like to just to just, you know, to win a, a game. 
I think you're and a forty point game from Booker, nigga. I, th- I think I think what you're expecting from Chris Paul, if you want the Suns to win, and I do think they had you have reason to expect it based on the way he's played in the playoffs, is you're expecting him to get to the elbow when he needs to. You're expecting him to put the cams in good position. <laughs> you're expecting him to put guys in position and knock down open threes. You're expecting him to make it easy for Jay Crowder, right, to catch one on the trail. And he just didn't do it in the fourth quarter. And I, I'm not I, – I'm not saying like, obviously the Bucks won because the Bucks played a great game. I'm not like saying it's on Chris Paul, but I do think that's what the, you're not looking for the way they're going to win game six is by playing better defense. And for Chris Paul to be more even handed in the fourth quarter, it's not going to be by hoping Devin Booker scores 50 instead of 40. In my opinion. I think the thing is the defense. I think it's a defense that when, you know, when they're playing like great team defense, you know, getting turnovers, that's when they win. And we haven't seen that as much. You know what I mean? We saw it in the first quarter. And then the fucking, <laughs> the Bucks switched it up real quick. You know what I mean? But we haven't seen that as consistently. And we talked about that. If you're going to win a, a finals, you know what I'm saying, playing defense is very difficult. And they don't have a Bron or, you know what I'm saying, to be like, all right, nigga. You know, when, once, once, once it gets closer, like, step on the gas, you know, pick his spots real well. Like, they don't have that, how the Lakers had it last year when they won, a, won, a, won you know, the finals with great defense and not the best offense. You know what I mean? So Chris Paul's supposed to be that guy, but you know, he's not Brian, my nigga 20 and 11 from Chris Paul is a great game. And, and, and these guys talking about like my guy, Jay Crowder, <laughs> the NBA me, you know, boss, what man. I mean? <laughs> boss man, 99. No, like he, I mean, he had some boss looks. Man. He had some looks. He was hitting him in the first quarter. He wasn't hitting them. Kel Bridges had some looks, you know yeah. what I mean? Like these guys had looks. So um, let's talk about, Tyler said it like Giannis has two signature plays in back-to-back must-win final games. I know that it's like basketball is a complicated intellectual sport, but it's also like who did the cool shit at the end of the game that I'm going to remember. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Giannis has those plays in back-to-back games. Um, how many times Tyler, have you watched the father stretch my hands? <laughs> Giannis clip, bro. I watched that shit about 50 fucking times. That shit is art, man. Yes. That shit is art. Listen, bro, when that shit happened in real time and Giannis stared the camera down, bro, Bro, I yelled. I was like, yo, I fucking love that from Giannis. Like, I know I know y'all said y'all don't have a horse in the race in these finals. I am one million percent pulling for Giannis, bro. That is my guy, man. I love that dude. I actually got chills when he looked into the camera. Like, after that dunk, Brian's sitting on the sideline. He looks into the camera reflects. I'm like, nigga, we were seeing something special. Is, is the universe shifting, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, but I mean, it, it felt it felt like a moment. You know what I mean? It felt like a moment. But yeah, that was that shit. That shit was crazy. That shit was crazy. I, I mean, him staring in the camera, flexing. I remember straight. I was like, oh, I like froze for a second. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was praying, nigga, and he's predator, you know? and he's on a fucking TV. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, mean? I was scared, nigga. I'm like, oh shit, nigga. bro. What's he's, going on he's, now? He's, He's having a finals for the ages, like his last four games, 40 burger, 40 burger, block, that ooh. You know, he's averaging 32, 13, and 6 on 61% shooting. It, like I said, a fucking fi- a finals performance of the ages. I don't give a fuck about the bag shit or whatever the fuck motherfuckers talk about. Get the fucking rock in the in the bucket. And that's what he's doing at a 60% rate for 32 a game in the finals, bro. You you can't uh rep drills in the gym to get a to get that block in your bag. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like you I said, want the bag you, that you has that open. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here's the, uh, this is from, uh, from basketball reference, the complete list of players who've averaged 30 points, 10 rebounds and five assists over a five game final stretch to start. Kareem did it in 74. Braun did it three times. And Giannis is doing it right now. That's it. God damn. And Giannis had a regular Giannis game and he had 32. <laughs> It didn't feel like a overwhelmingly yeah. like Giannis game. The nigga had 32 points last night. And we're not even talking about that. 26 mm-hmm. a night before that shit. You know what I'm saying? He's, like, he's, he's on that, he's on that Bronte where you you've got to get 43 and 18 to impress us now. You know right, what I mean? Right. right. But like, like that's where he's at. That's the rare that he's in right now. Um he's, I did think he's up at 32 points. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Crazy. I did think, and, you know, Drew Holiday, as we mentioned, obviously had an incredible game, 27 points, 13 assists. But I did think the six assists from Giannis were loud assists, too. You know what I mean? Like, he was facilitating so well. Um, 
but it is it does come down to the end of the game and that last play that you remember because those two free throw misses could have also been the thing we were talking about <laughs> you know going to game six because those that shit was brutal they had three three, three, three excuse me yes yeah Middleton missed one too well Giannis also missed the one that was so bad that it gave him the they chance to rebound. back tap it <laughs> That shit, my, my, that motherfucker jumped off the rim like this. Um, but I, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the dunk. The, one of the things that's fun to me about basketball, and it used to be that this took a day or a week, is there's the game and then the replay in the game, and then there's the photos. And the photos, now we get to see fucking 10 minutes after they're taken or whatever. But the mm-hmm. photos of that dunk with Chris Paul trying to push him, which we'll talk about. Yeah, that dirty motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, the background, <laughs> but the background of the photo is exactly what John was talking about. He turned us sitting at home into prey, but he w- it was like a horror movie for the Suns fans. I mean, there are women literally covering their faces as he <laughs> no covering their eyes. I yeah. mean, there's a woman like uh, uh, I, I'm trying to remember someone. Uh, one of the people on Twitter that we all fuck with tweeted like, "This is how dudes expect you to act when you go to a scary movie with them." You know, there's like a woman fully like. <laughs> Shivering against her yeah. husband's chest, like no. Nah! And there's American flag fucking face mask right by Brown, and she's like, oh. <laughs> the humanity. Right. Yeah. I have never. No, you have never, nigga. This is yeah, we part. have never. <laughs> you right. have never, nigga. But you said it. I, go ahead, go ahead, Tom. I, I, I was gonna say I love if you look at the slow motion replay of that. I love the way Giannis's face lights up once he sees Drew got the steal. Did, did y'all peep that? He no, looks like like there. There is just like childlike joy on his face in that moment. Like he's like, <laughs> and he's just trailing, and then he pulls that playoff to, to, to top it off, man. An all-time great finals play. Yeah, I, it absolutely was, and it was directly in front of Braun, who just happened to be sitting on that end of the court, mm-hmm. which you would not, have, which which I would not have thought because it meant that he was not sitting across from the Suns' bench. You know what I mean? He's sitting on that end of the court. And there's the he's his face is almost completely covered, but you can still see in his eyebrows. There's this look on his face <laughs> watching Giannis up there, and it's like that might be the torch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be yeah. that motherfucker. He's calculating. He's calculating, bro. He's mm-hmm. calculating, but yeah, that was. I mean, I think the the brown part was like, oh, like that's not an accidental setup. You know what I mean? That's the movie. You know, if we write it out. And, and, and if we put Bron in that situation, we'd be like, shut up, bitch. Why is Bron going to be at that final game in the right. front? You know what I mean? Uh, but this is real life. You know what I mean? And he did. That's, that's, that's just fucking. I think that's, I don't know. Like I said, it felt like a moment. In the moment, it felt like a moment. It's not you look back like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That was crazy. If in the moment, it was like, <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh-oh. Yeah. This is something, you know? Yeah. I think like old heads talk about the difference between the game under the rim and over the rim, right? Like, oh, you know, I I I couldn't play today. We play, we didn't play over the rim. We didn't play above the rim. Giannis has like an area that's above and to the side of the rim that should not be habitable because no one should be flexible enough to jump that high <laughs> and then bend under the backboard. And he has a block and a dunk right there up above the rim, off to the side against the backboard that I don't feel like most people could survive if you just like put them up there and pressed play. You know what I mean? What do <laughs> I do now? Right. <laughs> right. How do I land? <laughs> There's a lot of thinking goes. He just does it naturally. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. I mean, he had, a, he had another crazy block too. I think it was against Mikel Bridges. That didn't count. That I was like, how the fuck did he hmm. get to that shit? That, hey man, Giannis. I know, like, like I'm not sold out on, like, I want the Bucks to win. Like I said, this is the most, it is what it is, finals for me ever. You know what I mean? But, like, it's, I mean, I've, I've never had more fun watching Giannis than right now. And, and, I, and, I'm, and I, you know, y'all know I love Brooklyn. I think that nigga is special. You know what I mean? And to see him put up 40 balls and be just left out to dry like that, it's a <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, I feel like you know, hey man, like what Giannis is doing, I, I'm I, I'm enjoying the fucking the street shark, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> that bag is good enough for me, I tell you. <laughs> I like the street shark bag. You know? <laughs> the street shark shit gonna be funny forever, <laughs> forever. Hey, but but Mike, you were saying I said I said yesterday, like uh, 
how it has to be wild to see these aliens playing for kids. You know what I mean? And you were like, we did. You know what I mean? Well, uh, we thought we thought we did, right? We thought I mean, we did. I thought but Charles it, Barkley was Kevin Durant when I was eight. You I know mean, what yeah, I'm we, saying? Like, I mean, we saw some greats, greats, all timers. I, like, I can't, I can't believe how old we were at that Jordan one. You know that shit. Like, you know that was, and that was mind blowing at the time, right? Right, and, right. And, and that shit happens. You know, that's that's far for the course in the days NBA. Like, that's not really a special play. You know, if Vinny saw that, he'd be like, like the highlight. He'd be like, where's the highlight? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't see the highlight. Like, when we're, like, mm-hmm. we're talking about we're talking about a league where like AD is like what eighth best player in the league this last season, maybe. I put him a little higher than maybe, but but, you know, like, we, 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 but I know what you mean. He's yeah, yeah. He, he would have been in 1994. He would have been like arrested, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you would have burned him at the, in the 90s, dog. You feel me? Like with George playing, like no, no, no. This doesn't. It's supposed. It's supposed to exist. You know what I mean? We would have did you know research on the motherfucker looking for extraterrestrial shit yeah. inside of that motherfucker. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I like, can't like, imagine like, being a kid watching these guys do these things. Like watching a Giannis would be fucking wild. Yeah, at like fucking twelve or eight years old. You know, like like the 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 closest physical archetype to to Giannis from the era that we grew up in is probably David Robinson. And imagine David Robinson doing the shit that Giannis does. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're in fucking 1993. But you're right. If you if you put those dudes at 25 years old next to each other, I think you're absolutely right in yeah. terms of body type. But in terms of mm-hmm. how people they use move. those bodies, now, yeah. it's, it's a completely different thing. Like, like David had, what, 71 game? And it was just a bunch of, like, you know, pump fake jumper, you know, layups, mm-hmm. bangs, you know, very fundamental shit that we... Like, Giannis gets the ball, three-fourths quarter of the court, you know, another free throw line. One dribble and a euro step, and he's booming on niggas. What the fuck? I I, I think I don't want to I don't want to fully say what the experience has been showing Vinny Michael Jordan clips because it's like he's eight and it's not fair for he creates a Twitter account in ten years and people are gonna remember what I say right now. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it is a it, it's a it's a this is not this is not right. This is not accurate. But it's a little bit like showing Emmett Smith highlights to people. It, it, to a kid, if I'm being completely honest with you, because the stuff that I'm showing him, his feet are great. You know? if, this, if I'm showing him this stuff, like, can you believe he did this? And he's just like, like you said, I mean, <laughs> dunking from the free throw line, incredible. Like moments I'll never forget in my life. He watched Giannis dribble once from the half court to dunk like 30 times this year. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's well, just it's just a different game in terms of the athleticism, in terms of the skill. And the will and all that other stuff. I mean, there's a reason Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, but there there was just Michael Jordan as far as that skill, right? Like he was way more skilled. I mean, I mean, he he was just unstoppable. There are so many guys that are that have like elite, 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 all like all time skill. You know what I mean? Like the fact that Giannis is Euro stepping. A seven foot ten. Oh player. my god! Oh my god, nigga! You shouldn't even be able to do that move. You should make it illegal for niggas like that. You know what I mean? Like from the three point line. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 just insane, bro. That, this this league we're seeing is so fucking special, and the kids are gonna think this is regular. <laughs> like James White dunk in 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 a McDonald's All Star game dunk contest. He jumped from the free throw line with two hands. The dude that played in Florida. Two mm-hmm. hands in like 2003, nigga. You, you know, something you, like that. You remember the um? Who is the uh? Who is that? The classic, the Zach Levine dunk contest. Yeah, with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Zach it's Levine it. is fucking you, you know windmilling from 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 the free throw line now. Like, like what the fuck is going on? At bro? the Ball is Life All American Game, which was held in Long Beach, he did the exact same dunks in the exact same sequence when he was in high school. That's the world. The and you could we actually have a video up of it on our YouTube. You can see the exact same dunks in the exact same sequence, and he did not miss one. It was the most electric shit I've ever. The whole place is going crazy because it's a high school dunk contest, bro. Someone's supposed to win it with a a windmill from mid key. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. <laughs> I mean, that's supposed to jump up straight, right? And then throwing it off the side of the backboard and windmilling in high school, you know, like it is just a different, it it is, it is different. So the last thing before we stop talking about the dunk though, that I did want to talk about was Chris Paul's push. Tyler, I know you, I know you had some thoughts. First of all, before we even talk about it being dirty, I just want to point out it's a stupid play. Yeah. If he just lets him dunk the Suns get the ball back down three. Yeah. 
It was it was stupid and dirty. You're pushing a dude midair by 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 the waist. Come on, bro. Like I, it, it felt like a frustration foul. It, it feels like Chris Paul. I want to say <laughs> is better than that, but I don't think he is better than that. He should know better than that. You know what I mean? But yeah, you, you know, like you said, it was dumb on top of everything else. So you know, giving up a fucking dumb play, you know, a dumb foul, crunch time over finals game, and it was dirty. So just just what the fuck, Chris Cliff. <laughs> 2011 is yeah. a yeah. world out here dog yeah it's it's it's, it's 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 like we both said we were you know we all said we were um you know kind of rooting for chris paul to, to, to maybe get a ring here and then at that moment i was like you know i don't give a fuck if this guy I guess. especially with how much i love Giannis. like you know you're directly going at the dude who i'm just you know you know enamored with at this moment with that shit it's like yeah, yeah I'm well, cool. that, that that clip we talked about on Ooh. the last episode went viral again of him talking to that little girl and I, 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 I watched that about three times, to be honest with you, because yeah. that, I mean, and I, I told you guys in the group chat before the game, uh, this is a finals, like, I'm just letting myself be 12 years old. I'm rooting for whoever won most recently. Like, go mm-hmm. Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, the Bucks are so fun. Giannis is amazing. If Book comes out and drops 55 in game six, let's go Suns. Like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> There's no historic rivalry between, like, I don't, you know what I mean? I have nothing against anyone in this series, there's a lot of people I like on both teams. I'm just enjoying the fuck out of it. But um, Giannis is just a, I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly feel really lucky that we have him in the league for a while. As a, as a father, I feel really lucky because Vincent loves him. And as I've said on this podcast, I, I will consider it a major failure if my kid is looking to pro athletes for leadership or examples or, you know, whatever the fuck. But at the same time, it's nice knowing that the players they look up to are <laughs> good people, you know? That quote about selfishness and humility, like what? It's the way that funny. motherfucker just lives, thinks. Woo! That, I like, like, Greek philosopher. Like, when I, right, right. When I fucking heard that, I was, I felt like you said, like, like you're saying, you felt like a kid watching this. That's how I felt watching the fucking clip when he said that. I straight up, I love this guy. I think my even the octave is correct in me imitating myself right now. Nigga, I was <laughs> extremely fucking excited just to hear him say something that was that beautiful. The, 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 you know? the, the quote was, and the quote was, and I want to point out that this was not him. This is not a quote he gave to someone doing a sit-down interview with him asked. where he'd been thinking about it. Someone yeah, right, just right. asked him, right? Like, how do you stay in the moment? Like a very regular press conference quote and at a press conference he was like well i think when you dwell on the past that's your ego and when you think too much about what you're going to do in the future that's your pride so it's all about staying in the moment in the present and that's humility bars (laughs) nigga bars this is like have you gotten advice that good over the last 12 months of your life from anyone else like Yeah. This 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 nigga just caught that oop into the game in front of Bron, flexed in front of the fucking camera, and that's the nigga that gave that fucking advice. The nigga that turned everybody in front of the camera to fucking pray, that nigga gave that advice. I mean, that's like a guy, the guy, giving that type of advice, and the kids the kids are listening and watching this shit. Bro, I fucking love that dog. I like that that moment right there. That was special to me. Like you said, it was just he was just asked. It was already there. He wasn't trying to flex on nobody. That's just how he sees life and the game. And I just, bro, that's special. You got such good perspective on oh. every fucking thing. Oh. You know, like, like I, I won't say I don't know how people can hate Giannis because motherfuckers hate everything, but it, it can't be fun to hate Giannis, <laughs> right? Because, because, like, <laughs> like, like every, he's just so aware he he doesn't have an ego it's like whatever jab you throw at him he's probably going to just you know shoot honest with you like like you know people talk about how you know clogging the lane stops him and he's like yeah you know defenses have figured out how to slow me up but you know i'm getting better at countering that you know people clown his air balls he said himself bro i i airballed it twice back to back in oklahoma city we can only go up from here like you, you you know people try to try to throw a jab at him by saying Middleton's the closer you know all that alpha dog bullshit and Giannis gave us a story about how you know he was like yo I'm so grateful for Chris great teammate he's one of my closest friends he told me we had a private conversation when he told me when he's going to retire and I'm going to cry when that happens right like like <laughs> there is nothing it cannot be fun to hate a guy like that bro it can't 
Like, let's be honest. We all love Braun, but I could see how at times it would be really fun to be a Braun hater. Yeah. But like, you know what I mean? Braun gives yeah. you stuff where you're like, sometimes as a fan, you're like, man, I wish I could just. <laughs> yeah. Also, like Braun the fans don't... are fun to clown. We're fun. It's like a hundred percent fun to fuck with, bro. But, you know, but, we'll bite, but, you know but it's exactly what Tyler said. Like, if you hate Giannis, like you have to look in the mirror at some point. I mean, <laughs> like you hear that quote? You hear that quote? <laughs> you have kids, nigga. You hear that nigga say that in front of your children? And you still gonna be like, he missed two free throws in the game. That nigga gave your kids life advice, nigga. <laughs> he ain't even talking about basketball. He teaching them how to be good humans. Are you mad? You know what I mean? Because he You're said eight. KD was the best player in the league. What the fuck, nigga? Bro, it can't be fun. It has to be miserable. It has to be a very difficult. You have to try every day to hate this nigga. Bro. You're watching so the you clip wake of up him. On the side, have a you know a list. Hate me on this. Hate me on this. You gotta check that shit out every morning when you wake up, nigga. You gotta remind yourself because that nigga is beautiful, bro. The Hugh, he's a beautiful person. I love that man. Man, he, he gets out of the uh, the autograph signing line to talk to that little girl, and you're like, "Oh, look at him holding up the line for the you're other like, kids." <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hate him. Don't, don't do it. Don't you know what I mean? Fighting <laughs> fight that shit, man. Crazy. Um, what was the last finals you enjoyed as much as this one? I, I we've we've all talked about how it's great watching Braun in the finals. It's great for me watching the Lakers in the finals, but it's it, it but it sucks, bro. Like I hate it. Like I didn't enjoy that. You know, like you're just miserable. So, what was the last time you were just watching basketball having this much fun? That's a good damn question. Let me think, man. 2016 is my favorite finals moment, mm-hmm. but it's but also it was stressful as fuck. The most stressful it was moment. Super stressful. And you know what I'm saying? That's what made that moment great because I hated myself the entire mm-hmm. fucking series. You know what I mean? You but were like excited to talk about those games for a half hour. You were like, oh my God, what is right. the next game? How long do I have to breathe? Right, <laughs> right, right. So I I guess like, but I don't, I don't know if I've ever. I, like I, I said, I think being in the of the, of the playoffs, I changed my perspective on basketball a little bit. So that's helped. But you know, this has just been fun. I like, I, like bro, it, it it does feel like you said childlike to a degree, where I'm just enjoying basketball, like watching the games. You know what I mean? Talking about it is <laughs> a lot, but <laughs> this game is fun. But yeah, like just watching the games, bro. I'm like, I, bro, I'm never smoking weed watching games, bro. I, I hit the joint yesterday. I'm high as fuck. I'm like, this is great. Oh, you're great. Giannis, you're great. Drew, what a play. Yo, know I mean? <laughs> basketball. We're all winning. You know what I mean? That's what I'm on right now. It's, it's been, I think this, I don't know if I've ever enjoyed basketball this much. I don't think I have enjoyed a series, a final series this much. Damn, I mean, can y'all remember a time? It's, 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 str- it's stress-free. I, and, you know, it's, you know, I, it's, I usually have rooting interest on on one of the teams to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm I'm all the way in here on on Giannis. But even then, that's not stressful because I know if if the Bucks don't win this, that Giannis is it's not going to break him. You know, no. he's 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 got like you know goes back to how he's got such a great perspective on things that you know if if he does lose, you know, Giannis is going to come out better for it. He's going to come out a better person for it. And if he wins, oh my god. Like, what a fucking leap in his legacy. He's going to take 26 years old, two MVPs, defensive player of the year, a ring, finals MVP. That's a hell of a fucking resume, right? Conversations. So, yeah, it's it will be time for some conversations. <laughs> conversations. But yeah, so, you, you you know, like you said, it's it's like I'm rooting for Giannis, but it's, it's a stress-free rooting that I got, that I'm a part of, which is rare as fuck, so. Yeah. I, it I'm, would be Giannis, though, you're stress-free rooting for, though. Right, right. Because that's how Giannis would want it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also, this came up on social, but we didn't get to talk about it. After our conversation about what was going on with Giannis in those last two games, he had, no professional comedian has ever said anything funnier to me than the way Giannis pronounced the word tinkle. Tinkle. (laughs) I had to take a, how do you say, a tinkle. Like... Emphasize the K in a way I've never heard anyone do with that word. I was fucking crying laughing at that. 
Giannis is like we've talked about how deep and insightful he is. Giannis is a funny motherfucker too. Like I remember, I remember when do y'all remember when he posted that that shit on on Twitter of the bell his girlfriend got him to to ring for head and he was ringing <laughs> like like he's like the Greek freak is freaky too. Like, I'm like, shit out of fucking bell, dog. He was yeah. watching that motherfucker, dog. Yeah, he's he's, he's yeah he's he's insightful and he's a funny fucking guy too. Just seems like a great dude all around. Well, I think you can tell, you can see the love between he and his brothers too, but you can just tell that he was raised with love because it's like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, the downside of things doesn't occur to him. Do you know what I mean? Like he hasn't been in America long enough or he hasn't been sort of poisoned by our puritanical shit enough Mm -hmm. to realize he might get in trouble for ringing that bell like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) He just thought it was funny because it was. he, He does, he does not know the way American media works. And that's like his best attribute. Yes. <laughs> you know, like he, he, he was, he was not, you know, brought up uh, under the, the fucking regime of you got to think this way. You got to act. These are the things you need to say. This, this is the way you need to act. He's just out there being himself, bro. And okay. did y'all see that picture that, that popped up like last week of, of, of someone just randomly posting a picture of uh, when they ran into Giannis in like 2014 coming out the gym and, and he had a word about it. And if you zoom in on the fucking word about it, he wrote MVP on that shit, bro. In 2014, man. Like just the more I hear and learn about this dude, the more I like him. Like, fuck. Yeah. God, damn, I love you, Giannis. Uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> but it is a special athlete to inspire a fight or flight instinct in John and get and be like cuddly to where you want your kids to root for him and you're just rooting for him as a person. Like <clears throat> You just you don't see that very often, and I'm I'm gonna enjoy it for sure. Uh, Mirren Fader, who's a friend of mine, has a uh, a biography coming out. We used to work at a paper together. Um, she has a full length book biography coming out of his. Mike Breen shouted it out apropos of nothing, which was like the craziest shit ever. <laughs> so someone just worked on something, and then you hear Mike Breen shout their shit out. But um, what's your prediction for Game Six on Tuesday? You think we're I. Do you think we're going to get game seven, Tyler? You think uh, the Bucks are packing it up? What do you think? I said Bucks and six at the beginning, and I was ridiculed and laughed at. Nah, but um, <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I mean, I said you, ridic- you weren't ridiculed. I wasn't. I know. I'm, I'm being extra as fuck. <laughs> um, I said Bucks and six, so I'm, I'm going to stick with Bucks and six because, like I said, it goes back to that game one where I saw, you know, Phoenix hit the Bucks with their best shot, and the Bucks were still there. And we've seen that's been the story of of the, this fucking series. I don't think they got anything from Milwaukee. I have no fucking idea, and I don't care. <laughs> I want as much basketball as possible to host a game seven. I don't know, though. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's obviously is leaning towards the Bucks right now. Um, and I want to say, I was ridiculed and laughed at when I said it's the Bucks year. Did I not say that? And niggas didn't clown me for that shit? You feel me? Anyway, yeah. I went against myself the whole time after saying that because <laughs> yeah. of the Suns. But you're like, you clowned yourself. We'll save, we'll do things. I'm like, nah, man, they ain't they different with Drew. And Drew won them games too. Oh, shit. Y'all <laughs> started to remember some things. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't know and I don't care. I'm just enjoying the basketball. I'll be high as fuck, front row <laughs> on my couch. You know what I'm saying? Enjoying every bit of it. So. The NBA Finals are finally here, and FanDuel Sportsbook has a championship offer you don't want to miss. Because during the Finals, new users get 30-1 to 1 odds on the Bucks or the Suns to win their next game. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. I think the Suns are going to bounce back in Game 6. Maybe uh, that's just wishful thinking because I want a Game 7, but I'm going to rock with Phoenix for Game 6. With FanDuel Sportsbook, there are more ways to win on FanDuel during the NBA Finals. And when you do win, getting your money is a layup. You'll get paid in as little as 24 hours. Just sign up with promo code J ampersign J to bet the NBA finals with 30 to one odds. Once again, that's promo code J ampersand J. That's J and J like Jenkins and Jones to unlock 30 to one odds on either team to win their next game exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Disclaimer. Must be 21 and over and present in Colorado, Indiana, or New Jersey. Must wager in designated offer market. $10 first deposit required. $150 max bonus. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. 
Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. uh, We had some painting done. We're able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we're really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, okay. I haven't seen it yet. I'm assuming you guys haven't seen it yet, but I did want to briefly talk about Space Jam, a new legacy, because <laughs> is there anything Braun can't make the people who hate Braun hate? Like, like he had people on Twitter talking about character development in a Bugs Bunny basketball. <laughs> like... <laughs> Listen, bro, this whole discussion, I did not know that people seriously hold the original Space Jam in such high regard. Like, how are you looking at fucking Bill Murray running the pick and roll with Foghorn Leghorn and you are holding this up as some marble achievement of cinema, bro? I thought we all fucked with Space Jam because of how ungood it was. I thought that's what we were all in on it for. Like, it was one of those terrible movies that's enjoyable. I thought that was the deal with Space Jam. But motherfuckers are really acting like Scorsese directed that shit when they're holding it up to the new Space Jam. And I will never fucking understand that. Bro, as a kid, I watched this. And thought it was was not good to me. (laughs) I was like, this is not good, bro. Like, I stopped watching Michael Jordan play basketball and went to my garage and started shooting around, like, in my driveway, bro. Like, 
it was not good. So it's just really weird. You know what I mean? Like, like Scotty Bean posted a picture of her when she watched the first Space Jam and was like, this is who this is made for. Like, the kids. You at your big age are talking shit about a, like you said, foghorn, leghorn, and fucking, like, bro. <laughs> like, no. Nobody like why do you care so much is the weird part, but yeah, it's it's interesting how people of course he's not good at acting. He's the best basketball player in the fucking world. For well, the I would add, by the way, I actually do think he's good at acting, and I haven't seen Space Jam yet. No, what, what, he was in something with Amy Schumer, he and he was the funniest, he was he was this the funniest person in the movie. Was great. This ain't that, bro. I'll no, see. that's fair, but I'm just saying, like, I've heard professional comedians furious that this dude is so funny on camera. Because right, it's right. like, you don't saying, need any other gifts, bro. Like, saying, he had, he had, <laughs> this is a gift for people who can't do the other right, things right, you can right. do. <laughs> but he was the foundation of this movie. Being funny is for people who can't dunk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the agreement. Being funny is right. for, right, that's for people who are on podcasts because that's what they can do. Right. We can talk about basketball. Because yeah. we can't play. You feel me? But uh, but no, nah, like this ain't. I, I watched it. Oh, you did? Okay. It's just. I mean, I. The fact that I finished it at my big age is interesting. You know, what I mean, congratulations. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it. I, I came into it expecting it to, it to sound like Jordan was when he was. That's how he was reading the fucking lines off a sheet of paper in the first page. And I mean, I got basically what I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. It, it's uh, I'm with Tyler. First of all, like. I, I don't know. People really, I should never be surprised if people are overly attached to their childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's just how people are. But yes, Space Jam one is like a funny, corny, like piece of nostalgia. It's not a great movie. And yeah. Space Jam two is the same shit, bro. Like it's just a, my kid is very excited to see it. Like yeah. that's who they made it for. They made it to guarantee that he wants to, they made it to guarantee that he's a Braun fan and that he wants to watch the new Looney Tunes shit, whatever it is that Warner Brothers launches, right? Like, that's what it's for. It's not for me to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> the, it's, special it's, effects it's, were great. the special effects were like, like, wow. I, if I was a kid, why not? You know, it blew, it blew me away. But yeah. It's, it's definitely nostalgia. And it's also people being full of themselves because a lot of people think if they like something, that means that, you know, they have taste and this thing has to be good. Bro, it's cool to like things that are terrible, right? <laughs> and Space Jam is not a good movie, and it's totally cool if you like it because it's fun. You know what I mean? I just but think... A lot of can't deal with it. We, 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 we talked about this with... Um, <clears throat> I think with Miles Brown during The Last Dance, and he was talking about we grew up at the like the last great time to be kids. And the point that I said was every, every generation of people who've ever been alive thought that. Like, mm-hmm. our parents thought, oh, I'm so glad I grew up before cable television and I got to be upset. Like, you know what I mean? Like, our kids are going to think I'm so glad I got to grow up when the internet actually connected. And you know what I mean? Like everyone feels that way about the time that they grew up. And if you want to talk about, John just mentioned the special effects. If if you want to talk about kids aren't impressed by the athleticism of 1990s basketball, try showing your kids toy story one or Jurassic park. (laughs) Like, and I'm like, explain, I mean, weirdly Jurassic park is one of the few movies that holds up because so much of the effects were practical. We're like Mm -hmm. robots and puppets and shit. Whereas like try and show your kid anything with CGI prior to two years before they were born. (laughs) It's like, did someone make this on their phone? (laughs) (laughs) Like compare the, compare the graphics in the two K 22 trailers to toy story one. Seriously. You know what I mean, bro? It's bro, crazy. Like, like, when's when's the last time? When's the last time you watched Avatar? Because like that was that went down as like the most visually impressive movie ever, bro. I went back. I'm like, this shit looks like a fucking PS3 game. I'm like, like you know what I'm saying? The CGI is that's just taking <laughs> such huge leaps, like the last decade, last 15 years or so. And yeah, man, there was a video posted at like NBA Live. Like we were like, this is the this looks so real, and it was like fucking rhombuses and you can see the triangles and the, the <laughs> geometrical like shapes that were used to make the shoulders were, were quadrilateral right, shit, right? right you know what i'm saying like that shit crazy but yeah i mean the, the point you were talking about how every generation thinks that about their childhood is is i remember there was just like this quote and like every in my stats class i had in college every, like uh every quote every every day they have like a quote at the beginning of the class the teacher would put that and one quote was like about kids and he asked like 
when do you think this was said? And everybody was like, oh, 1950s or something. He was like 1638 or some shit. Like, right, right, they right, were right, talking right. about how, like, it might have been earlier when, you know, talking about how, like, the, the kids these days, da, 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 everybody thinks that, you know what I'm saying, about, like, the, their, their generation compared to the next, so. Shar's yeah. Sh- dad was, uh, uh, my wife's dad was a coach at uh, Linwood High School for 50 plus years. And he told me, he, he taught at Linwood High School, you know, if, if you don't know, he, he, he played tennis with the Williams sisters' dad. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was at Linwood High School when it was an all-white suburban high school. He was there when it was an all-black high school. He was there when it was an almost entirely Hispanic high school. And I asked him about, like, you've seen this incredible, you've seen basically the history of Southern California over a, a half a century. So, what, you know, what do you think was the difference in, in these different eras or whatever? And he said, the kids are exactly the same. He's like 15 year olds, 16 year olds have been exactly the same forever. The mm-hmm. only thing that changes is the world they grew up in and their parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I, I believe that thoroughly. I've only been covering youth sports for 13, 14 years, but it's exactly, the, I would, I would completely agree. Like Instagram's different. TikTok is different, but kids wanting to have fun and do shit with other kids is the same. <laughs> it's like none of that ever changes. Um, here's my question. This is the opposite of what we've been talking about with youth. Tyler. What is the official age when men should give up on abs? Gave up in my like my late twenties, bro. Once that metabolism started slowing down, and it became a fucking unsurmountable hill to climb, bro. I quit dead ass in the middle of an ab machine set. Like fuck this, I'm done. <laughs> I am done with trying to have abs. And I haven't looked back since, bro. I'll never have the washboard, but the goal is to, you know, not look pregnant. That's just where I'm at, bro. I remember once you went and grabbed a bag of lettuce to try to stay in shape. And you, bro, what the fuck am I doing? And put the bag of lettuce back and left the fucking grocery store, dog. You're like, dog. I'm not trying this, bro. I'm never giving up on that shit. I don't give a fuck what nobody says, bro. I'm never giving up on that, dog. I just you I, you you still aim to have abs. You have abs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean they they ain't as tight as they used to be, but I mean, like I've had solid abs. You have abs if you go into the crescent moon position. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, kind of yeah. fold <laughs> over on yourself. You have abs. Flex my shit. You know what I mean? It's it's the sides for me. Like I always been a side. Like the, my abs are cool, but the sides is like the little. That should be fucking me up. But, dog, I've never given up on that shit. If I eat, I'm like, if I eat right, I had the best ads I ever had, like, two years ago. Like, flat out, dog. Like, I, but I was eating, like, fish, like, salmon and, like, uncooked spinach. And Is that when you were drinking the, 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 uh, the stem cell yeah, milkshakes? That, bro, that was it. It was a... Bro, I mean, I, I see old ass niggas out here. Like, man, fuck that, man. I'm never giving up on that shit, bro. I might not have them abs ever again, but I'm never giving so, up. Southern, Southern California has poisoned your brain. You see, because you will see in Southern California, you'll see like an old white dude on the beach, like 62 years old with abs. Right. Like, he probably has surgically grafted onto his body, <laughs> but you see it and you're like, maybe if I cut down on. In the cheese. south, in the right, 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 right. In the south, in the gym, though, you'll see one dude that's just like, "How the fuck is this nigga sixty years old built like that?" You know what I mean? You'll see some country strong motherfucker that's had abs coming out the fucking womb. So, like, I mean, I've always just—it's a goal. I, if, I, if I don't have it, it's not like, "Oh my god!" I, you know, I wake up in the morning <laughs> thinking myself. But it's like, bro, it's it's just something to shoot for. For me. I, I'm so, I'm with Tyler. I'm looking to have when I say abs, like two abs. <laughs> I'm looking for the line sort of down the middle. You know what I mean? I want a left half and a right half of the stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I just love what Tyler's... made you ask that? What made you ask that? Because Tyler like... tweeted about the time when he, the moment when he gave up, and I thought it was like the funniest shit. He's he was telling the story on Twitter about that. He said I was in the middle of a set on the ab machine, and in the middle of the set, I was like, you know what? I'm tapping out. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Never again. I haven't looked back, and it's been so fucking liberating. <laughs> I appreciate. Ass, I appreciate. Like you guys know what samurai death poems are. I've talked to you about that. Like in in uh, in ancient Japan, it was like a thing that like a, a the samurai were philosophers, and so it was like they would know when death was coming. They would be like in tuned enough to know. I'm 88 or whatever. I woke up today. Today's the day. And that they would write a poem on the day that they died. And then like, not that long after, some of them would literally like write the poem and then die with a pen in their hand. Like that that was the level of awareness 
about their body that they were cultivating. And I love modern American stories of that. Like that was the day I knew I couldn't play basketball anymore. Like that was my, <laughs> that was my samurai death poem for abs. Like, <laughs> oh, that is fucking fascinating. Samurais are interesting. That, that is fun, beautiful. Man. Yeah, for basketball is the patellar tendon tear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, that's not your, even your basketball story is not funny for sure. That, yeah, that, that, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't even with like like just basketball. That was with life. That's when I was just like, I'm old. I that's the first time I said it. Like I'm thirty. That was thirty four. I'm old, bro. Like damn, nigga, that was a crazy realization right there. It it is all about the metabolism. Like I used to, I I sweat a lot when I sleep. I used to go to sleep and I just wake up in shape. Like if I could sleep for eight or nine hours, I would wake up in shape no matter what I had done the previous day or week. And then at some point it goes away and you're like, okay, so as my metabolism slows down, I have to exercise like 8% more each year just to stay the same. Like that fucking sucks. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. I got to run further. Though, right? Like diets, like what are you putting into your body? If you change that, you're Gucci. You know what I mean? Like we can't eat pizza every night and be cool, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, how sad are you right now, Mike? That face you made. The if, hey, we're going to the Bay next week. I'm going to the spot I told you. Oh, about I'm about crazy. to eat. I'm about to eat pizzas. But, I mean, but yeah, but that's, that's like, you know, we can do that every so often, but like, we gotta, we gotta just watch what we eat, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Um. Okay. This week, uh, we we uh, we learned it had been falsely reported a little while ago uh, about Bismarcky, but he did pass away uh, last night. Um, Tyler, you are uh, probably one of the most knowledgeable people I have about rap. I know you have some thoughts on this. Um, you know, what did you want to say about about Biz? Yeah, man. Um, R.P. to Biz first and foremost, man, a legend. Um, I think Biz Marky's legacy is he helped make rap fun, right? Like, you know, and. Um, you know, rap was very young when he emerged, you know, mid eighties, um, you know, it, it was, it was always, you know, tough guy bravado still is that. And I love it. You know, I'm not, that's not a jab at it, but, but, you know, Bismarcky was, 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 you know, while, while rappers were talking about getting the girl, Bismarcky was talking about getting friend zoned on, on just a friend, right? Like we didn't see that back then. Um, you know, he was, he, he brought comedy, you know, he, he made humor. I mean, he made, he made rap lighthearted. And he was a dude who ran with tough guys. Like he ran with Juice He ran with MC Shan. He ran with Cool G Rap, uh, Big Daddy Kane. But he was a dude who never really took himself too seriously. And he had fun with the shit. And 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 that's that's the that's the biggest legacy that I think he left is he made rap fun. There's no one funnier than the funny dude who runs with hard dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That dude is always hilarious. <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, uh, season finale of Loki. I know we talked uh, we talked about it on the last show, but uh, we've all gotten a chance to see the uh, to see the last one. Warning for any producers who are on who've not watched it. I don't remember if we we're doing that or not. But uh, what you what did you guys think, John? What did you think of the of the finale? Was it everything you were hoping it would be? It was everything I was hoping it would be. It was. It's like a. I figured it'd be a cliffhanger because they're heading into Doctor Strange and you know all of that shit. But like, I mean, I. I, th- I mean, the, the it, it was what I thought it would be, but I didn't think it would be that. You know what I mean? Like, it was still shocking me in the fucking finale, and that's all I asked for. You know what I'm saying? It's like the writing to be solid and for me not to know exactly what the fuck is going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed I enjoyed every second of that fucking series. I wish there was two extra episodes or something, but, you know, I'm not mad at them not watering the, the product down, you know what I'm saying, to give us that. But, yeah, it was great. I thought it was great. I think my, my biggest takeaway from it is Jonathan Majors is going to be fun as fuck as Kang. Like, we are going to have so much fun with that dude as Kang. Like, what a performance he put on in. And, and just Jonathan, the leap Jonathan Majors just took from a relative unknown, you know, from a couple years ago to, to you know, the, the last man in San Francisco to the Five Bloods to, to now being, you know, the next Marvel villain. Like, what a fucking leap, bro. Like, we didn't really know who this dude was in 2019. Now he's an A-lister. You know what I mean? So shout out to Jonathan Majors. Yeah, definitely looking forward to Kang in this next phase. Um, and I say Kang's because they they've confirmed yeah. he's gonna be playing a bunch of those different variants of himself, which I think mm. he definitely showed in that episode is something is <laughs> something to be very excited about. Do you get yeah. paid more for that when you're <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy right. made a joke after one of his movies that he he <laughs> he he wanted a paycheck for every role that he was in. <laughs> what 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 movie was that? 
one of the nutty professor probably. Yeah, one of the yeah. you know, nutty professor, yeah, one of the, clump, be, the, the clumps movie yeah, or whatever. Nutty professor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I love the finale. Um. It's like Marvel is just doing this tightrope dance. Um. I know Tyler and I have talked about this a few times. Of like, Kang. I was a comic book geek growing up, and I did not own one comic that had fucking Kang the Conqueror in it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they are going into their diehard, diehard shit for some of these twists and characters, but they're just they're casting them well enough and they're writing them well enough that it's exciting. Like I don't yeah. give a fuck about Agatha Harkness, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But I love right. WandaVision. I don't give a fuck about Kang the Conqueror. But like they they showed the statue at the end of that episode of Jonathan Majors as Kang, and I was like, I cannot fucking wait to yeah. see this movie. <laughs> But I just think that's incredible because everyone's talking about like, oh, you know, they have all this existing IP and shit. But it's like, what's the highest selling comic book with Kang the Conqueror in it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're talking about a an an e a, a mixtape cut. Yeah, that's <laughs> he's an album cut villain, right? He's not a, he's not a lead single villain. You know? No, he's not no. a radio single villain. He, he he's a track number fourteen villain. Yeah. I mean, realistically, even if you look at like Thanos, like there is a ton of kids who grew up the way we did on like you read Batman, Spider-Man and Wolverine or the X-Men or some shit. You know what I mean? And they started going into the space stuff and the cosmic shit. And it works, bro. But it works because of like John's been talking about how good the writing is. You guys talked about exactly what I was talking about. John talked about how good the writing is. And Tyler talked about how good the acting is. And Like, that's it. Like, and that's enough that, you know, you look at this stuff where comic, it was less than two decades ago, comic book movies were afraid to put superheroes in costumes. You remember that shit in the X-Men movie? They're wearing black leather yeah. and they made a yeah. joke about, oh, what do you think we should be wearing spandex? Yeah. And now they have Kang the Conqueror is going to like headline a billion dollar movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> His name is Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> Did y'all cover your eyes when fucking Loki's, the Loki's kissed? <laughs> How'd y'all feel about that? I, I was grossed out by that. <laughs> that was so weird. I was grossed out by that. But I knew it was coming, though, so. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on the internet at, at this point. That conversation online did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I would say John won the debate on Twitter about the acceptability. online debates, nigga, I'm the most regular motherfucker <laughs> on this podcast, bro. You know, I'm the voice it's, of the people. You feel uh, me? The, that's not a good. That's not necessarily good to mean the voice I, of the internet. The internet I mean, not is a that, terrible I, fucking place, bro. John is hornier and hungrier than any of you. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a terrible. I mean, I don't. Place. I don't think we have fucking weirdos that fuck with us. You know what I yeah. mean? So I mean, it's not like we're the voice. I'm the, not the voice of the internet. I'm the voice of the weirdos that would decide to fuck with Genius and Jones. And we're the we have the fun weirdos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. So I'm not, I'm not mad at that. But if I'm the voice of fucking Twitter, <laughs> the voices of Twitter are getting canceled in the future, dog. You know what I mean? Like, that shit ain't sweet out there, bro. The niggas is assholes. So no, nah, that's not me at all. I hope not. Um, all right. I'm doing thumbs up for any producers who are listening that were, had not seen Loki yet. I should just ask though. That shows, last so, part yeah. I want to say is really interesting. Yeah. It's like when he, when he, when, when he gets stabbed, Oh yeah, he's like, see you soon. Yeah, that right there, I'm like, oh shit, I, I you know, I grip my fucking seat like nigga, grab <laughs> me in, nigga. I'm, I'm here for fucking eight years of this shit, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, but yo, that 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 was that was beautiful, and then him going into a different universe where it had where it had already taken place yet. You know what I'm saying? Like. I love that. That's the, you know, that's that interstellar shit right there. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna love this next crop of Marvel shit. Is like you. I might shit. geek out as much as y'all, which saying a lot, bro. Because y'all, y'all had. I didn't know who the fuck Kane the Conqueror was, nigga. I ain't heard of most of these characters in my childhood, nigga. You know what I mean? Right. I no, I, but I, but I think I think that's yeah. I think no, I, outside. That was I think it. that's I think that's true for most people. I mean, I think yeah. like there's very few mainstream people in media like i know jason concepcion was like all the way dialed in on even yeah, like the yeah. cosmic marvel shit but i mean most people like i said you went to the comic book store as a kid and it was like batman 
and Spider-Man. Superman. You know, no, no, not even Superman. I didn't know I, anyone I, who bought Superman. You know I, what I mean? I, like, I, bought, I bought the one when he died. He I'm died. Like, I thought this might be yeah, right that's something the only in the Superman future. One so I bought, so that's the only Superman. Yeah, I thought that was gonna, I thought that shit was going to put me through college. That shit's worth right, like 10 million right. bucks now. I, think I lost that shit 40 minutes and a half of that motherfucker, man. You, <laughs> and, you and 2 million other people thought that was right, the retirement right. plan right, right there. Right. You know what I mean? And he died like yeah. 80 million times after that. I'm like, nigga, you fucking my money up, nigga. You know what I mean? God damn. The only yeah. shit that's ever worth money is this, that like someone bought a Super Mario 64 for a million dollars, like an unopened one recently. It's only stuff that no one's yeah. collecting. You know what I mean? Like that's why yeah. the NFT shit, I didn't, I didn't really buy into it. Cause it was like, no, because people know because people are trying to make this worth money. So therefore. It's exactly like X Men number one coming out. People a million people are gonna buy it. that like, NFT shit. It just ain't as as buzzing like that. But I don't know the money. I just ain't. don't think anyone's. I just don't think it's gonna personally because I because I remember being a kid in the '90s when every comic book company was trying to sell people on that. Like X Men number one is coming out. Like Spider Man number mm-hmm. one is coming out. It's like, but it's not Action Comics because Action Comics number one in 1930, no one was buying it, which is I, why right. there's only ten of them or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. I think this iteration of it doesn't work. The first iteration is the one that just kind of wets people's, you know, you know, like people are just kind of getting used to it. Like I, the idea of it. Now we, you know, we understand it to a degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Non-fungible tokens exist. We know that. You know what I mean? It'll be like two iterations, you know, like from yeah. this. Be like, okay, this is, this, this is the one that catches on. You know what I mean? All the way. I buy that. Um, all right. That's all the time we got for this episode. Um, thank you as always for fucking listening to Jenkins and Jones and fucking with us. We appreciate you. We'll be back on Thursday talking about uh, either the Bucks as NBA champions or previewing game seven uh, coming out that night. I'm, I'm happy either way, but thanks so much for listening to us and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.